Welcome to Flight Plans, the official podcast of the SAE Aero Design Series. Hey guys, it is Flight Plans, the Aero Design Podcast. I am Mike Sorg, the uh, video and podcast producer here with the SAE University programs. And we have a whole collection of our uh, favorite people from Aero Design with us for a know before you go. First of all, the organizer of Aero Design East is Mike Burriswell. How you doing? Hey, Mike. Great. And you? Excellent. Excellent. It's good to see you again. Looking forward to get down to Florida. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you too. It'll be a good time. Glenn Cashin is with us, Airboss Chief Judge with Aero Design. How you doing, Glenn? Doing great, Mike. Glad to work with you again. Also with us, uh, with a little bit of a, a, a promotion this year, Josh Childs, now the Chief Inspector. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. And also with us, a program lead for the Aero Design program is Brett Foley joining us on the line. How you doing, Brett? Hey, Mike. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So today we are getting into the know before you go. And if you are listening on the audio version of this, there is a slideshow to accompany this. So uh, you can check that in the links in your uh, in your podcast feed uh, in the show notes uh, to follow along with this. If you need, if you want to look at anything in particular, uh, you can go check that out here. Yeah, so it really excited to see you guys uh, here in March and all the students who will be joining us uh, for Aero Design East in 2024 down in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, got a lot of good sponsors this year who are supporting us to make sure that the competition goes off uh, smoothly. And uh, the airport is uh, anxious to, to have us uh, they're again on site to support their, uh, uh cut. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I stumbled over their use. You want me to go again? All right. Taking it from the top. Really excited to see everybody, uh, at Aero Design East, uh, 2024 down in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, the airport is uh, excited to host us again this year, Lakeland Lender Airport, uh, as we match up well with their mission. When students arrive at uh, the flying field, at Paradise Field on uh, on Friday and Saturday, the, the tables and chairs will be uh, stacked. Each team will have available to them one table and four chairs per team. Uh, recognize that this is not uh, enough for every person to have a, a seat at the same time, um, but this is uh, what uh, is available to us for the resources that we have. So uh, every team will pick up their table and their chairs from the storage tent or, or wherever they're piled at the field and uh, take it to a uh, zone within the student pits area. There's no electricity in the tents. Uh, there will be no charging of batteries in the tents or anything like that. There, there are generators on site for charging batteries and running power tools, uh, as is uh, our custom at uh, this flying field. And so um, we need to be good stewards of that for the interests of safety because uh, this is an airport property, so it's a controlled space uh, and we need to abide by the rules. Motor testing will occur. Um, there is a designated space to the west of the student pits area uh, to be used for motor testing. Uh, please only run up motors in that area. Uh, 
Also remember that uh, only student team members are allowed to work on their aircraft. Please do not allow uh, ineligible people like faculty advisors, parents, pilots uh, to work on your aircraft. Only the students who are uh, part of the team may work on the aircraft. Um, it's very important to remember that we're guests of the airport. Uh, and that means we have to keep the area clean uh, for when we, we leave the area and leave the property. It needs to be in as good a shape or better than we found it. Uh, so please keep your areas clean and uh, we'll have a good time. So because this is a controlled uh, area, we have entry and exit rules for the property for the competition days. Uh, the airport cannot be open before six in the morning. Uh, so don't ask uh, to get in before six o'clock. Uh, Glenn and I will have the access to open the, the field um, but we are to abide by the airport's rules there, so we won't open the, the field until uh, 6 in the morning. Uh, teams that don't have their own vehicles must uh, prearrange for their own uh, reliable and scheduled transportation. That transportation must be at the field to pick teams up no later than 5.30 uh, on uh, Friday and Saturday and no later than 3 p.m. on Sunday. You, you must have transportation with enough seats for all team members. Uh, all SAE traffic must enter and exit via Lakeland Lender Airport, uh, gate 118 only. This is the uh, south side gate by Medella Road off of Pipkin Road. Um, that is the only entrance uh, to the flying site that'll be available to us. All teams must be out of the park by 5.30 p.m. That means uh, if you do need to have a ride uh, arranged, you need to make arrangements for that ride at least a half an hour early. Um, flying will end at 5 o'clock, so there's about a half an hour there to clean up and, and uh, get packed to get into the vehicles. Um, we need to be out of the property so it can be secured for the airport. Uh, there is a, a runway that is in line with the area that we're at, and at 5:30 they open that runway back up to to air traffic, and we need to be out of the out of the field. Our last volunteer workers cannot leave the field until all teams have left. Uh, teams who are veterans will know that uh, I start to get a little hangry uh, when uh, teams are uh, late to get off the field. I get hungry, and so I start uh, pushing to get everybody out. So please be considerate to volunteers that we can't leave until um, you have cleared the field. Um, be polite and considerate at all times uh, with all the airport officials and with SAE. Because it's a controlled airspace, uh, the, the airport can ask us to cease operations in the event of an emergency. Um, and we need to abide and be prepared to um, operate within those constraints. Uh, so please be aware that, you know, those kinds of things do happen. And uh, we need to be prepared to be polite and considerate for um, the airport's property when they, when they need us to uh, uh, work with them. Uh, also, there will be no flying at the flying field outside of the hours that we, we post and that we're going to talk to today, um, so don't ask. Uh, because it's a controlled airspace, we have to file 
uh, clearance with the FAA to have the airspace available for our use. And it's only available during the hours that we have uh, scheduled here. Uh, another thing is this is a very uh, low traffic uh, area. It's uh, quite remote in terms of um, the amount of foot traffic that occurs there. And so uh, there is an abundance of Florida wildlife in the area. Uh, welcome to the state of Florida. Beware of our natives. Uh, Paradise Field uh, has some low swampy areas that are unmowed. Um, we have uh, fire ants and snakes of various uh, varieties and species out there. Uh, they are all dangerous and need to be treated with respect. Uh, leave them alone if you see them. Um, if there's a, a snake or, or uh, some other pest that's close to a student area, uh, please alert uh, a volunteer or the SAE staff or airport staff if you see them, and we will have uh, the airport uh, operations group remove the animal. Uh, so you need to watch where you step. Uh, fire ants can be particularly pre prevalent this time of year, and uh, they can give you a nasty uh, bite. Uh, we will have uh, a nurse on, on station. If anybody does step into a bed of fire ants, um, we'll be able to... Uh, to uh, treat you there with ice packs and uh, make sure that you're in good shape. So if you happen to see any of the, the creatures that uh, I've described here or on that are pictured in the PowerPoint, uh, please uh, just leave them alone, back away. Um, they were there first. There are a couple of uh, hobby shops available uh, in the area. They're, they're, Probably an hour and a half drive away should you need uh, replacement parts, batteries, motors, uh, the more advanced RC uh, parts. Uh, those are Graves RC Hobbies in uh, Orlando and Colonial Photo and Hobby in Orlando. There are no hobby shops nearby other than those. And so they're about an hour and a half drive away. So be prepared uh, with spare parts uh, in your kit. Uh, the addresses for both of those hobby shops are in the uh, in the briefing, and so you can go to those should you have an emergency. Uh, but I recommend you be prepared uh, to have spare parts on hand. All right. So on Friday, when you arrive, you'll arrive uh, at Paradise Field uh, from the south side through Gate 118, like we mentioned. Uh, that's right off of Pipkin Road. It's the only gate available to us. It's a very large field, and we will have it well marked um, for you to be able to find it. Um, but it's right uh, east of the intersection of Medella and uh, Pipkin Road, uh, near the Florida Air Museum, uh, if you need a reference. As far as uh, practice, uh, we will open... Uh, the flying field on Friday for some check flights uh, in the late morning, about 10 a.m. We'll have a mandatory safety briefing on Friday from 12 to 1245. Well, you know, inspections going on, uh, registrations going on, a lot of activity going on on Friday, but the field will be available for abbreviated hours on Friday to, to do a check flight or to obtain a video if you haven't obtained your videos. 
by the time you arrive. But only teams who need a video will be allowed to fly after three o'clock and the, the field will close at five on Friday also. Uh, no, no exceptions there at all. The uh, student packet contains a, uh, an outline of the uh, flying field space with the runway to the north of the student pits. Uh, there's quite an extensive array of tents for the students, um, as well as some smaller tents for uh, our sponsors. So please make sure you stop and see our sponsors uh, at their tents. Uh, near the SAE registration uh, desk. Um, and uh, please be prepared to uh, have a great time. This is going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, uh, I've, I've ordered great weather, but uh, we'll see whether or not uh, they follow through. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. I'm going to turn this over to Glenn Cashin to briefly talk about some of the flight operations uh, that are going to occur uh, at the field uh, relative to the, the flying site map. So, Glenn, take it away. Uh, I'm Glenn Cashin, your chief judge and air boss, and I wanted to cover a couple of items here on this map. Uh, as you can see, Mike pointed out the entranceway is coming from the south. We will be facing north for flying. Most of the flying is from right to left. So there is a open area for pitting for the pits on the left-hand side, which you see the arrows will enter into that area for takeoff and landing. There are some trees down to the right, which is the east end of the field. That'll be your infinity line. Uh, to the north of our location, you'll see a fence that uh, delineates our area from an active runway. That'll be your no-fly zone to the north and then to the west there is a road and a set of trees. I'll have a call back for you not to go beyond the set of trees, which is inside the road area. A couple of other items I'd like to point out, the motor run-up area, which is where you can take your uh, completed airplane or partial airplane out and run up your motors will be to the left side of your view, which is the west end of the field. We'll have a couple of marked areas there for you to set your airplane down with a prop on it. Uh, making sure that it's facing away from the pit area and you can check all your controls, including running up. That is the only area you're allowed to have your prop on your aircraft and the aircraft armed. No, we, you cannot do that in the pit area. If you arm your aircraft in the pit area, you must have the prop off, the pit area being the student tents. One other area that's in the middle of this diagram, which is the no sitting area, this is the main viewing area for people that are watching. So if you want to come by and watch from there, that's the right thing to do. We will not allow any chairs to be there or any sitting to be there. That is considered a no-fly zone also, and we want to make sure that area is open and safe. One air other area I would like to point out is to the right of the sitting area. That's where your way station is. So if you see the black line that comes off the main tarmac coming back down south, you will be able to come off there after your plane has landed, and that is the direction you will go and going to the way station. And it is also the area where you'll pick up your flight tickets for your uh, different flight rounds. To reinforce what Glenn just said, when you come to inspections, we expect you to bring your plane without any propellers. 
Before you arrive at inspections, please go onto SAE Stars and certify that your plane has met 100% of the rules. If you have any questions about whether or not you meet all the rules, please use a forum or ask a red hat at the inspection tent. Remember, as we started last year, any non-compliance with rules will result in a loss of points. And once we start an inspection, we will not pause it. We will check everything on the compliance and there will be points deduction. So please double check, triple check your planes before you arrive. Also as a note, if inspections get backed up, we will give priority to primary aircraft. We will still check your secondary aircraft, but we may ask you to come back later in the day or Saturday morning. The procedure for aircraft this year is when you arrive, you will identify your primary aircraft. This is the one that the points will be based on. If your secondary aircraft is different and you would like to fly that one, you'll have to make a choice between fixing the secondary aircraft or taking additional penalty points. This will be explained more at inspection if it applies to you. So just a few notes. Remember, regular aircraft should arrive in pieces less than four feet. Micro aircraft when arrive, please bring your planes without water and be prepared for your tanks to be inspected outside the tent. And just a note for advanced aircraft, all aircraft in general, the wings do not need to be attached if it is windy or they are too large to easily move. Okay, so back to me for some flight ops information. I just want to quickly cover these flight ops operation rules, um, and we will have a review of these at the all-hands meeting at noon on Friday. Mike mentioned it earlier, and I'm reiterating it. Uh, teams must have a flight card to enter the flying queue. So as you come and get in line, you must have your flight card with you. That means that no team members can stand and wait for you to come back around and get back in line. Aircraft and flight card must be there. Flight cards are available at the SAE desk. You will pick up your flight card and head to the flight line, and no one is allowed to stand in line and wait for your team to be there. You must have the airplane and the flight card. Pilots meetings will be on Saturday and Sunday. They will be very specific to the flight operations for the day, and any changes may be announced at that time. It will be at 7.30 a.m. show center, which is the center of the map, and we'll have that both on Saturday and Sunday. Flying starts sharp at 8 a.m. for both days. We'll also take a lunch break from 12 to 12.30 on Saturday, and Sunday flying will be over by then. No takeoffs will start after 5 p.m., and we must be out of the flying area, which means packed up and ready and outside the gates at 5.30. Anybody that's getting a vehicle must be outside the gate to get their vehicle if their vehicle has not picked them up at that time. To go over a couple of rules for the micro class, we do have some addendums, and this is a new category for us this year. We're using the 10, the 25, the 50, and the 100-foot takeoff lines. You get one attempt to take off. You will put your mains on the starting line, which is where the starting line is marked on this diagram. You will fly the full length of the runway, which is 400 feet. You will turn uh, your downwind leg and then come turn back base to final after passing by the starting line again. The landing zone will start at the start line and end 200 feet away. To further specify your takeoff zone, 
the micro flight ops summary here, this slide, you will actually be taking off from a slight ice cream cone, which means you'll have a conic section to take off from. The starting line will be approximately five feet wide and it will spread to approximately 10 feet wide to your first 10 foot of flight. So that way you're taking off, we give you some flexibility to fly turning into the wind, but you'll still need to remain inside that box or there will be a disqualification. Beyond that box, you can, you can continue to take off uh, to the 25, the 50, and the 100 foot mark. Regular flight operations will be very similar to last year. You'll come from the lineup queue, and as soon as you pass the fenced area, you'll, you're, you will be considered using that time as a flight attempt. You'll come in, get your plane ready to go onto the flight line. As soon as you're directed by the pit boss or the air boss, you'll put your aircraft on the end of the runway, mains on the line, and put your outer wing panels on, check your controls, and then you may take off. You must do that in the allotted time. You'll fly down the full run of the full length of the runway, which will be 400 feet. You'll make your first turn, come downwind, and turn back in base to final. You must come past your takeoff line to land and must get stopped before you get to the 400 foot at the other end of the runway. For advanced flight ops, this is the final year of this set of rules. So we're looking forward to some really nice success rates. Teams have been getting closer and closer, and we are definitely starting to see some real nice effects, and teams are doing a great job with this. Uh, you will come into the fenced area and set up your computer equipment. Your plane will be directed to go to the flight line. Put your You've got full run of the runway, so you don't need to worry about where your mains go, but we'd like for you to put them at the starting line and then use full run of the runway. You may take off after your dash system has armed and is visible. We will give you a flag and that says take off. You can take off and take as many passes as you like through the drop zone area to get your um, acquired distance, but you must land back in in the allotted time limit. You must deploy your PADA outside of the drop zones. We'll have flaggers that will tell you whether you're in the drop zone or out of the drop zone. Also, the air balls or chief judge will give you instructions to the pilot as to whether you're in the zone or out of the zone. After a successful drop is made, we will record the distance of your landing from the pin and bring your PADA back to the inspection area where you will take your aircraft and move it to dewater. You will be meet, met by your flight steward at that point and go to the weigh station for official weighing. Couple of quick notes on the post flight. Make sure that you're that no one is running down the runway. We will have this also in the all hands meeting, but you will have a recovery crew that can go down to the end, generally two to three people, to recover your aircraft. If you're flying in the micro class, it should only be one person for recovery. Once your plane is recovered after a successful flight, you can go to the weigh station with the steward, and then you're instructed to disassemble or de you're instructed to disassemble or take the water out of your aircraft for the recovery and your pattern that is successful will be impounded if you're flying advanced class. Also make sure that as soon as you land and you get to the aircraft, the first thing you need to do is take your uh, red arming plug out and hold it in the air 
We will be adamant about making this uh, happen every time. You may get reminded by other judges to make sure that you're doing this. That way we know the aircraft is safe. After you've done uh, landing and you've made your aircraft safe, you're going to proceed to the way station with your flight ticket and your aircraft and the paddock. Sorry, I'm talking to myself. You're flying in the advanced class. So that's the close of flight ops. We will have more specific flight ops at the all-hands meeting on Friday at 12 o'clock midday. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody there. And for a safe and fun event, I'll turn it back over to Mike. So a couple other things to note before you you uh, you join us is there's going to be some uh, some food trucks available on all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, so that uh, you don't have to worry about leaving campus to go uh, get food, um, as there's not very many options close by. We're bringing some options to you uh, this year. Food is available for sale uh, all three days. Uh, please stack your tables uh, when you leave. Uh, tables and chairs. We need to clean up the area uh, as you go, so that you know our hosts invite us back again in future years. Um, this needs to happen at the end of each day of flying and uh, a, a thorough cleaning of uh, both the student pits area and the runway on the final day on Sunday. Uh, Remember, this is Florida. I've ordered nice weather, but uh, that's not always a guarantee. Uh, in March, it can go from uh, cold or hot. Um, and so if, if we have a hot day or hot weekend, uh, make sure that you are wearing plenty of sunscreen. Uh, be aware of what your body is telling you in the, in the heat. Make sure you drink lots of water. Uh, we'll have plenty of water, drinking water on site for everybody, um, but it, you have to make sure that you're drinking uh, plenty of water to remain hydrated. Uh, be aware of the wildlife like we talked. If we have bad weather roll through, which can happen uh, during uh, the springtime, uh, if we have a thunderstorm, uh, we'll ask everybody to go shelter in their cars while we wait for uh, the lightning to clear. If it's just raining, we will continue operations so long as they're safe. Uh, daylight, uh, daylight savings time uh, also occurs uh, as a unique thing in the United States. Uh, that will happen on Saturday night at one o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, March 10th. Uh, the clocks will all advance an hour. So make sure to check your phones before um, before you go to bed on Saturday night and make sure that they're set to acknowledge daylight savings time because we will start when the clock uh, strikes uh, on time on Sunday, which will be an hour earlier than it was on Saturday. Uh, so that's a, an interesting thing to, to make sure you keep note of uh, for operations in Florida. That was a lot of information for everybody to digest. That's fantastic. Um, you know, I, you know, it's good to be back in Florida once again. Are you guys excited for the new uh, the new rule set and everything uh, for this year? I think both of us are. <laughs> Micro is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and uh, watching people fly with water and uh, sloshing centers of gravity. I think that's going to make for some very interesting flying. I think it's going to make for interesting flying, but also some interesting design too. Some of the 
some of the changes that are in the rules um, for micro in particular, some of those requirements are going to make for some variety. There's a lot of open potential there for design. And uh, as the students know, design is a big part of what I find uh, interesting in this competition. And so I, I think some of those rule set changes, the water, the valving, that kind of stuff uh, in that uh, rule set is going to be interesting, like, like Glenn mentioned. Uh, you, you have any other thoughts there, Glenn, on that one in particular? I, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see about how the uh, teams cope with a variable uh, liquid load. It's something we handle in the industry every day, but it'll be interesting to see their static margins and see how well they perform. Also, I am super excited since it's the last year of the advanced class. I would love to see some successful landings and some successful ground vehicles demonstrated. Uh, we've gotten a lot of good questions on the forum about it, and I know that some teams are really honing in on this. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a very exciting year for both both those categories specifically. The, the regular class is always interesting because a lot of the teams there are just starting out, and uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. Every year there's something different, and it's always fun to watch what those designs are. Scott and I just actually uh, recently visited a workshop uh, for a lot of the teams, for a lot of the competitions. We got to see a little preview of what they're doing for advance. So I'm, I'm, I don't want to give away who it is, but I'm excited to see uh, if uh, that design that we saw in an early stage uh, uh, comes to fruition here in a couple of weeks. So, Hey, Glenn, this is Brett. I had a, a general question. Um, so for first-time teams, this goes for Mike or anyone else, um, is there any special recommendations that you have for first-time teams? Obviously, we covered a bunch of great information, but any tips or anything for them to focus on while they're on site for the very first time? Well, for, specifically for site or for engineering? Because uh, I talk about the engineering part of this and the academic uh, part of this all day long. Um, as many teams will tell you, I, I am thoroughly happy and excited to sit down and talk to teams uh, about design fundamentals. Um, it's a, a passion near and dear to my heart. Um, I would encourage all new teams to focus on the fundamentals, have a thorough understanding of the rules uh, from a technical standpoint. But in terms of, uh, of going to Florida for the first time, uh, this, this competition site is a little bit unique because it, it's on an active airport. Uh, this is Amazon's shipping hub. The uh, NOAA hurricane hunters fly out of this airport. Uh, there's a lot of activity that will be going on in the background. Uh, sometimes we even get displays of uh, pilots doing aerobatic flight in practice for uh, the fly-in a couple of weeks after our competition is there. Uh, so it, it, it's a really immersive experience to be in Florida. Uh, there's also a museum uh, next door to us that uh, contains Howard Hughes' personal uh, aircraft collection. That's a, a great thing to go uh, uh, walk through. Uh, there is a small donation uh, encouraged for that um, or, or, or fee, entry fee, I guess, um, but that's a worthwhile thing to go walk through 
they they have done quite a bit over the years to to support us. Also, that museum has uh, they they ho- they're the ones that host the the uh, Sun and Fun Fly In Air Show every year. So so checking that out if you've got a few minutes on Friday is a good idea. Um, the local area being uh, in this area. Uh, this time of year, other big events going on is the Florida Strawberry Festival, not not too far from us. Uh, that's also uh, a good uh, time. Lots of uh, lots of good local produce will be around uh, while you're there. So I'm I'm looking forward to my uh, strawberry milkshake from Parksdale Farms when <laughs> when I'm down there, um, at, and strawberry shortcake. Um, so it, it's strawberry season in Florida that this time of year. So uh, that there's a lot of good uh, treats to be had if you if you look around the the uh, rural area near the airport. There, Mike's made some really good points. It's a great area to visit. They've got a great uh, air museum there. And one of the other things that comes to mind is, uh, if, especially if you're a first time team or a new team, and you've only done it a couple of times, understand that. Uh, you're there to fly and have fun and to network and meet other teams and meet people from other countries. Uh, there'll be lucky Martin will have recruiters there. I think we'll have some recruiters from uh, some other sponsors there. And um, even if you're not flying, you can go around and meet other teams and talk about how they are succeeding and uh, share your knowledge with them. If you're a team that's got some experience, I encourage both of those things to happen uh, sportsmanship is a big deal for me. So it's, it's great if you go and win, lose, or draw, you're there, you're going to have fun. You're with other uh, college students that are similarly minded and you'll be able to enjoy an event like no other. So, uh, it's, it's really something else, particularly if you're a first time team, make sure you bring plenty of tape, plenty of glue and plenty of sunblock. Yeah. Glenn, you, you bring up some good points there. Um, you know, you you and I are both alumnus of this uh, competition, and we've been involved in this for 20 years, uh, just simply because of, of that esprit de corps that you're talking about there. And, uh, you know, I know that's one of the things that keeps me coming back. I know it keeps you coming back. And, uh, you know, you, you and I raced against each other back in college days. So um, we've uh, we've had a long history in this together. Absolutely. I know we, we've uh, uh, documented a few uh, interesting stories over the last several years of teams helping each other out. The other a personal tip here, because I've had the opportunity to do this because of, because of this competition, uh, check the NASA launch schedule because you're uh, just under two hours away from Cape Canaveral. And I know I've gotten to catch a couple uh, uh, launches, uh, you know, thanks to that proximity. So if it works out in your schedule, you know, uh, before or after the competition, you never know. Uh, you know, it's, it's worth seeing that having, having that opportunity if you're never down in Florida. To that point, Mike, you, it, even if it doesn't work out in your schedule, if there's a launch in the middle of the night, Lakeland is close enough that you can see a launch uh, from uh, that vantage point. And so uh, it, Mike makes a very good point there uh, to check the launch schedule. There's, there's a battle launch every week now. Um, and so 
pay, pay close attention to that schedule. You might see something interesting. Well, guys, thank you so much. A great chat, a lot of great information. I hope everybody's geared up and ready to head out to Aero Design East. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to Flight Plans, the SAE Aero Design Podcast. The show notes for this episode and all others can be found at aerodesign.fireside.fm. Stay safe and we'll catch you next episode.